What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Hometown Ghost Stories horror movie review. This week, we're covering The Descent, and we're also covering the movie The Final Girls. Um, I Surprisingly, we have Jesse Wilkins with us here today, who uh, finds a way to usually forget to watch these movies or doesn't have time or whatever the deal is with that. Um, but he's here today. I'm a busy guy. What can I say? But here I am. I did watch both of the movies, so I feel like I've done my homework, and I plan to watch all of the horror movies that we plan to cover and join you guys on all of these, if you'll have me. We will have you. Yeah. And you'll enjoy it, because horror movies are great. And that is the voice of my normal co-host, Dave Wilkins, who uh, I guess he's here. I am, and nobody's ever accused me of being normal before, so thank you for that. Oh, well, you're welcome. And we have a special guest today who is the uh, better person that lives at your house, which is your wife, Kate Wilkins, an artist who makes some really cool stuff. Um, your gigantic skull. I wish we could show it right now, but thanks for joining us today, Kate. Yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. And there it is. There's the giant skull. And Kate, we're covering the descent because from what I hear, this is a request from you. One of my favorite movies of all time. So, spoiler alert, Kate likes this movie, if anyone... Yeah, if you're wondering which direction that was going to go. (laughs) (laughs) She actually didn't request a movie she doesn't like. Wow. Shocking. Do you want to hit us with a synopsis for this movie, Dave? I would love to. So, this uh, movie was filmed in, or it was released in 2005, and it was written and directed by Neil Marshall. Um, A year after a severe emotional trauma, Sarah goes to North Carolina to spend some time exploring caves with her friends. After descending underground, the women find strange cave paintings and evidence of early expedition. They learn they are not alone. Underground predators inhabit the crevices, and they have a taste for human flesh. Um, So this movie came out in 2005, which is right smack in the middle of what I consider to be the worst decade for horror movies. And it's in my top ten all time, probably even my top five. And I'll tell you why. Uh, There are just layers of horror to this movie. You don't even see a monster until about two-thirds of the way through, and the movie's already scary at that point. Um, you could actually even take the monsters out of it altogether, and it's still a terrifying movie. But uh, they're able to take claustrophobia, you know, fear of being in enclosed places, aquaphobia, the fear of drowning, and nectophobia, which is the fear of the dark, and compound them all in a way that made you feel like you were actually stuck in the cave with them. Um, most horror movies have comic relief, this movie has none of that. Gets straight to the point, and it's just ninety-nine minutes of horror and anxiety, and I love it. Okay, what is it that draws you to this movie as being one of your more favorite of the genre? Um, the suspense to it—it it has yeah. a really good build to it. And when we were watching it again the other night, one of the things that I had noticed was how almost through the entire movie there was no music. And it was oh, just I didn't really, notice that. That's a good yeah. Point. And it, yeah. Ha- it like almost just fully immersed you into just this real feeling of um, panic when you're stuck in a cave. You know what I mean? And it's like really makes yeah. you like lean in and watch the movie because you're like because you're, you're not hearing anything. That. And, yeah, yeah. and it's, I feel like that's where it catches you with the um, the jump scares because it's like 
normal things like the bats coming out of the cave, like you know that there are bats there, but you weren't expecting that, you know, to mm-hmm. happen. And the music, there's no music build up to certain things. And then there is on other things, but they didn't really drown it out, which I really liked. It's an interesting observation because if you think of like any really so like one of the scenes in particular I know you're talking about was actually a fight scene between um one of the one of the um spelunkers and um the cave monsters and there's no there's no music in this and it's a it's a violent uh, altercation and if you think about any movie if you take any fight scene and take the music out of it it's weird and awkward right and mm-hmm. this was like they pulled it off and it's crazy and it actually just it it, it hits you like completely different um it is. It's wild. It was a good observation. I didn't even pick up that there was no music until you pointed it out. I was like, oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> There's no music in this scene. That's crazy. Uh, were you aware of this movie before we picked it for this review, Jesse? And what did you think of it? No, I did not know about the movie. I had heard from uh, one of our one of my friends and one of our viewers who frequents the chat, Spagucci, that uh, The Descent was a badass movie. So I was uh, I was excited to see somebody vouch for it. And he knows a thing or two about movies. So um, I was excited to watch it and it was good. It was uh, very different. And the first thing that jumped out at me that was different <clears throat> was when they introduced the monsters and they had an immediate fight scene. <clears throat> was that? I'm sorry, I got to clear my throat. I'm back. Uh, the fight scene with, um, with no music, was that the one where they were fighting the, the monsters for the first time? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that scene, first of all, was an awesome scene. Second of all, this was like one of the first horror movies that I've seen where the monster shows up and they immediately just beat the shit out of it. And it, like, obviously, the fight goes back and forth, but right. to see them fight back and win, uh, obviously, there was many more of these things in these caves. That was cool, and that was very different from other horror movies. Usually, the monster or the bad guy in these movies immediately is dominant, right? Just absolutely mm-hmm. massacres the first victims and that wasn't the case uh with this movie and i thought that was that was pretty cool yeah um, that was a good observation and it's basically like what i think these creatures are i think supposed to be like cavemen that never left the cave and they basically just evolved to um adapt to the dark and they're weak they're fast and there's a lot of them but they're really weak like almost like you know like pale and just I don't think they're supposed to be superhuman. They're not supposed mm-hmm. to be strong. And I thought that was a really cool angle. And it, cause it gives like a, like a glimmer of hope for these people that are in a completely hopeless situation in a hopeless situation that keeps getting worse and worse and worse throughout the movie. You know, exactly. It made sense. Like the fact that they're blind, um, and they just go by hearing and they go by sounds. Now there were some flaws with that theory throughout the movie, but, uh, that didn't matter too much, but they were extra creepy. Um, for the movie being in 2005, the CGI wasn't too bad. There was a couple scenes where I was like, that was awful. But for the most part, uh, there didn't seem to be too much CGI in the movie at all. And there didn't really need to be. But No, there's um, a lot of makeup and, and uh, yeah. practical effects. I didn't... Maybe the car accident scene was CGI. But I actually thought the car accident scene was pretty well done. I also yeah, think I, was, I can't think of a scene that would have been CGI. I remember I remember seeing a couple that was like that that was unnecessary. But uh the couple thing I don't know even know if the entire I, I guess it's so my only issues with it were um there was a couple issues with the plot that we'll get into I think in a little bit. 
but also I don't really know if the entire backstory of this girl's daughter dying was even necessary. That felt like a whole different horror movie, but I mean, it was okay for character development in my opinion, but the, I feel like they kind of mixed in the character Juno and kind of alluded to the fact that maybe, um, Sarah's husband was cheating on her with Juno or something. I'm going to jump in right here. And I I know we got to get to Rob's thoughts on the movie first, but since we're on the topic and you brought it up, the, daughter dying first of all ties the whole movie together and the whole the whole movie is a character arc for sarah the main character right mm-hmm. and the character arc for her what i believe anyways is her character arc is a descent into madness you had the trauma that started it off mm-hmm. and the whole cave diving expedition is basically a metaphor for her um descent into madness so you had the daughter die and she's trying to cope with it and they go into this situation where they, you know, it gets getting darker and darker and more hopeless and more hopeless to the point where she snaps and breaks. And her dis, her rebirth is when she comes out of the, the blood pool right there and just turns into an absolute badass mm-hmm. psychopath. And, you know, you know, you know, the rest of the movie. But yeah, no, no, that's, 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 that's kind of where very, I. Yeah, that's a good point. You can see the difference from the beginning of the movie, how she was just very like, I don't know, uh, reserved i guess or very timid and then it was like after the bloodbath thing it was just like a whole new you know she was just like i'm done i'm getting out of here and she was ready to kind of get revenge on that too i think that when she found that out that kind of like remade her into somebody new Mm -hmm. agreed rob your thoughts i actually wrote notes for this movie and i never i never actually write notes wow do you guys want to know my very first note that i wrote yeah my first note is dumb things humans invent because <laughs> <laughs> they're doing like this hang gliding and, and the um, whitewater rafts and all that other stuff. I'm like, we just invent some really dumb shit as humans. Like we just do, we invent and do dumb shit just for this adrenaline rush. And I, and I do it myself. I've jumped out of airplanes. Right. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just kind of noticed that. Um, and then I wrote some more notes, 22 minutes until they get to the cave in the movie is a problem for me. I I understand you need to set up the car chase. I think it can be cut down. I think you can get there sooner. Um, 52 can minutes. I comment before- on that before you jump in? Sure. You don't have a lot of chance to get to like know these characters and a huge part of, you know, a movie where they're going to be killing off the characters. If you don't know who the character is, then it doesn't really matter that they killed it off. You have to establish these characters before you get into the cave and then you can't see them really anymore. You know what I mean? Lighting was a huge part of this movie and it was very dimly lit. You know, they have like the red lit scenes and they have the green lit scenes and whatnot demonstrating as they get further away from uh, the battery life of their um, batteries. So they had to, they had to establish these characters beforehand. And I think 20 minutes to do that isn't terrible. My counter to that would be, I think if you shave seven minutes off, I'd rather see them bonding throughout the cave before shit hits the fan. So you see the cave and you're starting to see it slowly become more of a, of a death sentence in the cave. So I think you could set it up. They're all having fun in the cave, doing what they're supposed to do. They can be bonding over whatever, but that whole scene where they're in the house is far too long for me. That didn't that, need to be as long as it was. You're right about that. That, um, that was a problem for me. I think that there might have been too many characters for them to really for them to really develop more than just the one or the two. I guess they kind of developed Juno a little bit, but uh, 
They did have one, yeah, they had that one unnecessary character that they added in, the girl with the pixie haircut there. Um, and she wasn't like part of the original crew. She was like the new friend. They added her in. She was the one who broke her leg. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one didn't that need to like add that character, character, I guess. But I mean, we're splitting hairs, I think. Yeah, I think a lot of them looked a little too much alike. I couldn't really tell. I couldn't really tell who was who inside the well, cave, the but they didn't really matter. With the short hair girl, she was the first one to essentially die. But remember when they braced her leg with the tool that that girl used? So mm-hmm. it was like they kind of yeah. tied that together on how she got her weapon to take care of these guys. Yeah. Um, you know, having to like see her friend and take this thing off of her leg in order to, you know, get through this. So. I think it does tie together at some point. So my my next note was 52 minutes before the monsters were even acknowledged and this is a positive for me. Same. Because of things that Dave brought up earlier, I think you could have made this movie without the monsters. You could have just made it with them being stuck in this underground cave system and it still would have been terrifying. Mm-hmm. So this is almost like from Dust Till Dawn to me where from Dust Till Dawn is a movie um, up until the halfway point. And then after that, which we should cover this movie at some point. I love that movie. <laughs> Me too. I love that movie too. So there you go. But after halfway point, it turns into a completely different movie. Yeah. Um, there's just a whole different aspect. So like I, I wrote it down, but I like it. Uh, my only other main issue with this was some manufactured drama that I didn't think need, needed to be in it. And that's between our main character, who is named Sarah. Sarah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because everything that we do in the show, all of our patrons, hello, all of you, <laughs> yeah. named Sarah. Um, thank you for being patrons and watching the show. <laughs> but Sarah and Juno, they end up having this manufactured drama of Juno kills one of the friends. And it's clearly not her fault that she does it. The yeah. girl rent like... The girl had to be watching her fight this monster, right? Because she walks up to her right afterwards, doesn't say anything. They hadn't established that they couldn't, that they um, hunted by sound yet at this point. And she turns around and there's something right there. She's going to, you know, keep attacking, yeah, right? Heat of the moment. Yeah. Just yeah, wrong place, the, wrong time. It she, was didn't have to leave, she didn't have to abandon her. That's where I think she becomes a bad guy. She's kind of. I mean, she's What's fighting she for survival. Do? She just put a pick through the girl's throat. She's dead. Yeah, so there's two, she two, wasn't two dead. things. She was like, she was begging her not to leave her there. Like, how she's got to go find her help. Yeah, she's things get, on that. But she didn't go find her help. Oh, she's in a cave. <laughs> she's got to <laughs> get out of it. I, I, I get it. Like, it's not like, like, what, what, what is she going to do? But I feel like abandoning her there and then telling, but she went, when she did go find Sarah and Sarah asked, she's like, no, nah, she didn't make it. She's dead. You could probably surmise, but I mean, you got to go back and check. It's your, one of your closest friends. Like, if, if, like if, if you guys, if one of you guys were down there and was like, was waiting for us to come back, as you're bleeding in your throat, I would understand. Like a, I get it. Dave. You have cave. MMA training, and you feel like you're <laughs> safe to go anywhere in this cave and defeat all of these monsters on your own. The thing is, she got the ice pick through the throat. She first, okay. First problem is she should have died so much faster. She like showed up again at the end of the movie. Like, oh, I'm still okay. Like uh, that was an unbelievably long amount of time for her to still be alive. She should have been dead yeah. within minutes after, at, at most, mm-hmm. after that happened. That was my first problem. The second problem was when Sarah confronted Juno and was like, uh, 
you know, basically like, did you kill her? That she didn't just be like, oh, it was completely an accident. I was swinging this pick around, fighting these things. And then she happened to be right there and she got hit. Like, why not just tell the truth in that situation to at least not get yourself stabbed in the leg right after that? So those are my two problems. Number one was she was going to die way, way sooner than she did. And then number two is she probably should have at least tried to talk herself out of that. Explain herself. She isn't even lying. But when she handed her the necklace, then Juno knew that she was still alive when she found her and she knew that she left her there. So that's where I think the guilt comes in for that mm-hmm. particular exchange. And the, um, the whole thing with the cheating on the husband that did happen. And she did know, and that was because the necklace had the saying on it that she, her husband always told her. Gotcha. So that's, that was a, uh, that's, it's not like a suspected that there was an affair there. There, there was an affair. That's part of the storyline. Also part of the character arc. Did the husband supposedly die in that car accident as well, or was it just he the did. daughter? Nope, okay. they both died. All right, so that's why she said we both lost something in that car accident. Like, you probably don't have to say that. That's probably a bad move. Yeah, I don't Yeah, so she probably had it coming, huh? Mm-hmm. I, I still it just, I don't know. That, so that I, it's not a lot of problems. It's little nitpicky things, and I guess, like, it almost, even if all that's true, like, she still put a pickaxe through her leg, and left her there to die. Mm-hmm. Seems a bit extreme. You have the character arc where this person broke and went nuts. There's a theory um, that the um, none of the cave creatures existed, and this was all Sarah snapping, losing her mind, and murdering all of her friends in the cave. I don't mm. know if I subscribe to that theory, but it's out there. There's another theory too, isn't there, about the cave people? That they're uh, that they evolved from humans. That was, um, I believe, that was confirmed by the director. Yeah, that's that's I I just assumed that after yeah for sure uh, after seeing him. Uh, did you notice was the there's the one actress in the she wasn't one of the main girls she the was Witcher. the doctor yeah I was like yeah. I'm watching her I'm like I know where she's from where is she from from yeah yeah she's like, oh she's from Tessia the Witcher Devries in the the Witcher she's, series I'm sorry uh, she's from what the Witcher yeah, yeah. she played Tessia Devries she was also um, in Twilight too yeah oh was she she was in one of the Twilight movies interesting. That was one thing I originally liked about this movie is that um, well, I, I had seen it in the movie theaters when it came out in 05, but I didn't know any of the actors in it. So you don't right. have that like familiar right. face. Like you don't have like Nicolas Cage or someone that like you can Wish look at did. and be like, I'm not scared anymore because you got the, you know, the familiar faces, all strangers. And that, that kind of added another element of, of um, discomfort Terror. and fear. Yeah. Tara Reed in the background. Dude, oh, so that yeah. was uh, Miana, Miana or Miana Burring. That was the yeah. woman who was in The yeah. Witcher. Do we have any sure. closing thoughts before we give it our Yeah, I scores? want to talk about the ending. So there, there's two endings to this movie. And basically, if you watched the like American version that was released, if you saw it originally in the theaters, you saw this version. And it was where she gets out of the, the cave and she's running down the highway and she gets into the car and she's driving away. She pulls over and pukes. And mm-hmm. then uh, she as she turns back around, Juno's bloody Juno sitting in the car next to her and it, and yeah. it cuts off right there. That's the end of the movie. The director's cut, Rob, did you end up going back and watching it? No, I ended up. The director's cut is it continues on from there and she wakes up and she hasn't left the cage. That was just a hallucination. Cave. Cave, Sorry. Um, She hasn't (laughs) left the cave. She's still stuck down there and it just pans to her, um, uh, her daughter, her daughter. Yeah. Her daughter with the, um, the birthday cake that, um, image that she has. So she doesn't get out of the cave and that's the real ending. And that's a much better ending in my opinion, and it completely negates uh, the possibility of a sequel. 
So I, I very much like, yeah, that's the only ending that I saw. Apparently I watched the director's cut yeah. and I thought that ending was great because then it was like, okay, ending. did she actually make it out or is this her just being crazy? Mm. Yeah, Very it doesn't dark. matter. But luckily they made a sequel. They did make a sequel. Yes. Um, all right, let's go around. Let's give some scores. Kate? Oh, uh, uh, one to five stars. A, a one to five stars? Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go with... Um, four and a half with all the quips and everything else. I feel like it's you know, pretty high. There's a couple of things that we didn't like, but it's a pretty great movie. Overall. Very dark. It's a solid score. Jesse? Uh, I'll go four one. I think uh, overall it was good, but there was a few things that they could have done better. But I thoroughly enjoyed this one. I thought it was great. I'm also going to give it um, right in that wheelhouse. I'm going to give it a four two. And because I, I am on the edge of my seat the whole time watching the movie, my little nitpicks are just little nitpicks, especially time stuff. I mean, it is what it is at that point. You could fix it, in my opinion. But yeah, 4 2 for me. This was a 5 for me. This is one of my all time favorites. Like I said, it's possibly in my top five horror movies of all time. And it, I just think they did such a good job making this an, like a legitimately scary movie and scary on so many levels, so many layers mm-hmm. of horror. And they just knocked it out of the park with it. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's an easy five. I respectfully disagree with a lot of you guys' quips and critiques on it, although I get where you're coming from. And even if I do agree a little bit, it's not enough for me to change my thing. This is, a, this is an easy five for me. Yeah, I completely understand. Well, Kate, we thank you for... Oh, did you watch The Final Girls? Sorry, I can't remember. I didn't get a chance to squeeze it in. I saw about 10 minutes of the other day. Oh, okay. watching it, so I think All right, that well, was enough for me. <laughs> we, we will uh, we'll let you go, and we're going to go cover the final girls now. Well, thanks for having thanks me. Thanks for on. joining us. Thanks Yay. for joining. All right, final girls synopsis. Hit me with it. Written by M. A. Fortin and Joshua Miller. Directed by Todd Strauss. Schulson. Max recently orphaned, goes to a screening of a B-horror movie that her mother made 20 years earlier. When Max and her friends find themselves in the world of film itself, they must apply their knowledge of horror tropes to survive. Jesse, what did you think of this movie that took you eight years to watch? No, this one I watched right away. Oh, this is the one you watched right away? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I thought it was fun. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was was one of these that was more like a comedy, uh, like comedy horror, but definitely more heavily on the comedy side. I, I had fun watching this from uh, start to finish. I normally, um, normally I despise the kid. Uh, what is his name? The one that, uh, Adam the, divine from workaholics. Yeah. Oh yeah. There he is. Yeah. You played Kurt in the movie and yeah. I, ha- I hated workaholics and I found him insufferable, but in this movie he was perfect. Like he yeah. absolutely, nailed it his character was awesome i don't know if you guys caught the bloopers yeah yeah he had so many more hilarious lines in the bloopers you can tell he was ad libbing completely mm-hmm. like the the best one of, of all of them was when he's freaking out in the car because i think someone just died he goes oh my god i can't believe it just get us out of here if you just have sex with me right now i'll stop freaking out i'll definitely calm down <laughs> like, he's talking to, like the girl uh yeah. <laughs> was in the car with him like dude he crushed he crushed that role he was hilarious um, the movie was entertaining from start to finish. I, th- um, I thought, uh, the, the woman who played Nancy, um, 
was probably a little too old for her role um, as like a camp counselor, but it didn't really matter. Um, the mother? The mother, yeah. And I get it, like she had to be the mother of uh, Farmiga there. Uh, Ty- was it Taisa? 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 I don't know how to say it. I'm not going to yeah. say it. But it's the other, the, the other one there. Uh, that's Farmiga's sister, the one from yeah. The Conjuring. They should have got Vera Farmiga to play the Although she doesn't really, she doesn't really look the part for that role. Yeah, she yeah, camp been, counselor. She probably would have looked a little too old. She uh, also probably would have been. She probably, probably would have been offended. Although there, there is like a twenty-year gap between the two of them. Um, she probably would have been offended. Then her sister was cast to be her mother, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think it was necessary. And yeah, I think um, um, the woman who played Nancy definitely fit that role. And then, uh, I, dude, it was like a star-studded cast too. It was, yeah, uh, um, yeah the kid from. Um, Vikings, who was in it, Alexander Ludwig, also from um, uh, Hunger Games. Yeah, uh, he was in that, and uh, it was fun. It was fun from start to finish, and there were some issues with it, but it, overall, it was obviously meant to be super far fetched and super goofy, and I, I had a great time watching it. What are your thoughts, Dave? Uh, I didn't like a lot about this movie. Actually, uh, I was not a fan of it. I think it really needed an R rating and I think the PG 13 movie absolutely killed it. Um, I know that they actually wanted to make it an R, but the studio, I don't know if you know about this, the studio told them they'd have to lose the mother daughter plot line if they wanted to make it an R, an R rating. And they which makes no sense. Like just let them make the fucking movie. This is like, I don't want, I don't know why they do stuff like that, but they were, they were like, no, we don't want to lose that plot line. So we'll just make, we'll just dumb it down to PG 13. That, and I that think plot line is the movie. It is the movie. Right. <laughs> and, um, they, uh, I think if, if it's me, like lose that plot line and, and make a, I mean, it's, they could have made it without that plot line. It was actually, I thought that was kind of a useless plot line. Um, cause the, the important plot line was like the last action hero type thing where they get stuck in the movie. Um, you know, literally that just was, that was the plot line. The you, didn't, you didn't need that. It was like, they're trying to, so this is my problem with the movie. Um, first of all, it's, it's too PG 13 to be a good slasher. It's not scary enough to be horror. It's not funny enough to be comedy, in my opinion. It did make me chuckle a few times. I can't stand Adam Devine. I couldn't get by it. Um, and it's too goofy to be a tragedy. So, like, there, this movie kind of had no identity. It, not, it was just trying to be too many things at once, I thought. And it just didn't really fit into any category. And I just, I was watching it. I, I couldn't wait for it to be over because I was just bored. I just didn't, like, I didn't love it as a comedy i didn't love it as a horror it was just you didn't have any good kill scenes which is this is a slasher supposed to be an 80s slasher movie 80s slasher movies are sex and gore and there was none of that i mean you know it was it just fell short it's like something that like you know 15 year old kids would like or think was funny so i was not a big fan of this movie for all of those reasons so i love the um i love the thought or the premise of the movie, right? I like that they're getting sucked into the horror movie. I like them having their person that understands what's going on, which is the guy from everything you've ever seen him in between. I don't even remember. It's like that, that show Silicon Valley or something. Yeah. On HBO. Um, Again, star studded cast. I don't think they were, it was super star studded when they made the movie. Like a few of them were definitely known. There was maybe from Arrested Development. She was in this. I love Arrested Development. Um, great show. Great show. So I like the cast of this movie. I I don't hate the mother daughter thing. I think it's. I think it was set up well in the beginning. I thought 
So there was some decent drama and you usually don't get really well acted horror comedy movies. And that's usually what kills them. And there's some drama added to this to balance it. I felt like I don't think it fit. I just thought to, that was like, a, like, why is it here? Like, it's just like, I don't know how to feel. Like, you're trying to scare me. You're trying to make me cry. You're trying to make me laugh because you're not doing any of it. <laughs> I, I think your point about it needing to be R-rated is accurate. That was my biggest gripe with the movie. It's like, I don't need it to be overly gory. But you've established a decent killer in this movie, in my opinion. Is he the greatest slasher of all time? No. But you... I mean, it's obviously a Friday the 13th ripoff, but you gave them a decent enough altered backstory of Jason Voorhees, in my opinion. Um, so I think that... It was more of a tribute than a ripoff. I don't think they were trying to... I don't think they were trying to, like, you know, steal it. You know, like, there was... It was obvious. They made it, it, they made it pretty obvious that it was a tribute to him. I, right. I, my only issue with him was I, I think his mask was really stupid. Obviously, it was meant to be, but, like, you could could have come up with something scarier than that. Um, I really dug the flashback scene, especially when they get stuck in it. I like the way they did that. Um, I enjoyed that. The slow motion thing was pretty cool as well. Um, I like that scene. Like, I just like the way they did a lot of stuff in this movie. Um, I liked the, um, I did like some of the things in it, um, that you're talking about, like where they, there's one scene where like, there's like credits rolling and like somebody steps over the letters, you know, that kind of had like a quentin tarantino sort of feel to it um i did like some of the things they did and i did like the idea for this movie as like they get stuck in the movie and i thought that yeah. was really fun and i thought it could have been a good movie you make it rated r and and add in the cool kill scenes like a like a slasher should have and maybe my opinion's different but um i thought that it was a they took a they had a great idea and just didn't pull it off they didn't pull it off for a few reasons and you're absolutely right could have used the r rating uh that would have made it that would have been able to make them for all the things that we mentioned, the kill scenes, sex scenes, all those things should have been in this movie. Cause that's what the movie was about. And it, it could have been a lot better in that aspect. I don't think they did a good job of selling why they got even got stuck in the movie in the first place. Maybe they should have created the illusion maybe at the end of the movie that maybe they all just died and this was their heaven. I right? think you finally have, in, um, uh, I was going to say, uh, like a purgatory type. Yeah. Purgatory. Thank you. Yeah. So you have, uh, Max who, her heaven is being able to see her mother again. You have the kid who played Duncan, who was just absolutely obsessed with movies. This is what his heaven would be like anyways, right? That's a or maybe angle. it's a purgatory. But they didn't take that angle at all. They also, I, I don't even think they gave a good reason as why they got launched into the movie in the first place. I know they cut open the screen and went through. And you mentioned the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie earlier. At mm -hmm. least they had some sort of a magical reason that he went into the movie was the Harry Houdini ripped magical ticket, right? right. And he, that magical ticket took him into the movie. And it played a part later in that movie. I just so happened to literally watch this movie earlier today with the kids. <laughs> it was the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. And uh, later on in the movie, they used the ticket to bring in killers from other movies. And that, like, yeah. they actually did. I mean, obviously, the movie is a it's a pretty bad movie, but no. but overall, they did a, a, a great, great movie. A great, did a great movie. job with with utilizing that magical ticket uh, later on in the movie. And they they didn't. And then I thought the ending was okay, but really predictable that they're just in the sequel. Oh, I didn't um, think that was. I, I actually loved the ending. I thought that was the, it was like the one redeeming part of this movie was right. like, oh, we're in this. I thought that was cool. I like that. So I think the whole purpose of this was, I think there were three movies planned for this. Um, I think they set up the sequel well because they were showing the double feature, right? 
yeah. at the movie theater. So you're going to go from that first one to the sequel, which I think is genius. I thought that was a great way to transition into a sequel for the movie. And then my, and I'm winging this. There is nothing online about this. My guess is that they were going to do a third movie where they get back to regular life and the killer follows them home would be what I, the way that I would do the trajectory for this movie. Um, if I were the one trying to set it up, they were trying to get a sequel made never happened. It's never going to happen now based on some of these stars are too big. This movie was made probably filmed in 2013 or 12, somewhere in that wheelhouse. Uh, some of these actors are too big to come back and do this movie and they're probably too old at this point as well. That's a good point. Um, my biggest gripe with this entire movie is the final battle between the final girl and the killer. It was pretty uh, uh, I understand that. Like, I like the premise of every other female character had to die in order for her to be the final girl before she could kill the killer. Great premise like that. I actually think that's, it was really well done. It fits the horror movie narrative for the most part. What I don't care for is that awful, awful fight scene where all of a sudden she's Dave Wilkins trained MMA fighter and fights this guy and just absolutely like gets into this crazy action fight with him. Like make it more gritty. And I don't think you need the R rating for that particular fight scene. I just think you need to make it a little more gritty. Yeah, yeah, that kind of final scene. I didn't, was, I didn't was, like. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, we both talked and then stopped talking at the same time. That was awesome. <laughs> We're just so courteous. <laughs> um, yeah, not to repeat anything Rob said, but I, I, I agree with all of that. I didn't like the last fight scene either. It, it's just too. It was just like you said, Dave. Like you don't like that there was three different genres: the action, I mean, the uh, comedy, horror, and drama. I didn't like that they were all in there. I didn't like that they executed zero of them. Are, well, I thought that they were okay on most of those, but when you all of a sudden add an action fight scene, when you're already trying to balance three different genres, hmm. now now you've just gone overboard with it. In my yeah, opinion. now we got a now we got a kung fu movie mix in there too. Yeah, the Matrix, yeah. the stupid Matrix slide that she did when she's getting out of the way. Oh, that, the whole final fight was was awful, and you're just waiting for her to win it. There was no suspense; like you knew she was going to win which is the case in a lot of these movies, but a horror movie should leave the option out of uh, maybe the bad guy wins in this, in this fight. And then, um, but the lighting was really cool. The special, they obviously had, a, I think they actually had a pretty good budget, especially special effects wise. Um, the lighting was crazy. The sky was cool. The credits rolling at the end was a funny uh, little conclusion to it. Yeah. I, I thought they did some really good stuff in it. Um, like we said, the credits, we went, talked about the flashback scene, them ta- stepping over the letters. Um, I thought a great scene was when they were trying to run away and they would just like circle back to the um, to the campground mm-hmm. and just keep getting the same introduction. Like little shit like that. It's like, it's easy to do, but it's, but it just yeah. makes so much sense that I, the, uh, the movie it. was a, the movie was a comedy. Let's be honest. It was a yeah. co- comedy with a horror theme. That's that's what it was, and I thought they did a pretty good job of it being funny. Dave, you mentioned that Adam Devine, you hate him. I also hate him, but in this movie, I hate him. I just don't he like him. absolutely knocked it out in this movie. He was the best character in the entire movie, hands down. 
Like you gotta, gotta give credit where credit's due. He played his role. Hilarious. He played his role well, and he is exactly what he kind of reminds. So I would compare him to Chad from Tucker and Dale. Um, just did really well in that role. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the character's obviously very different, pretty right. different. Um, but he did what he had to do for that role. I just, I don't like him. I don't find him funny, and it wasn't enough for me. Like, yeah. I chuckled a couple times at this movie, but I wasn't. I guess like this. If this was a comedy, it sucked. He crushed that role, and uh, so I disagree. But uh, Tina, the girl who played Tina, I think it's Angela Trimber. Um, her scene when she was on Adderall and dancing, I thought was going to be an awful scene, and actually she crushed it in that scene. I thought that was actually pretty funny. That just seems like anybody else that were to try to act out that scene would be obnoxious, and I thought it was actually pretty well done. Uh, where she took Ruined all the Adderall rating. Yeah, exactly. But I I also like that they had like the badass final girl show up, and they're like, "We just need to stay with her." <laughs> killed as her. long as we <laughs> stay with her, then they kill her. I thought that was really well done. I like that. I enjoyed. So I, I enjoyed the movie overall. Like I just I think I think my problem with the movie is I see a great movie in there, right? Like you ever watch a movie and you're like there was potential for greatness and this might have been because of the studio maybe they didn't get to do everything they wanted to do just based on that having to stay at a pg-13 rating Mm -hmm. but there is a really really good movie in there in my opinion yeah and i will say um starting off the movie in the the very beginning that car accident scene while you knew it was going to happen because anytime you see someone looking away from the road too much or putting on music in the car or whatever you know the car accident is coming but that that car accident was so fast and so well done i was actually wildly impressed i was like damn that was actually a really good car accident scene another movie this is our second movie where it started with a car accident tragedy yeah um you want to you want to throw some reviews out there let's throw some reviews out there yeah i give it um a two point one. Again, I had fun I watching. I liked it. it. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I had a good time watching it, but yeah, overall, it, they really missed the mark on a lot of things, and it was saved by some funny moments. But uh, if you're looking at it not from the comedy aspect and just as the movie as a whole, uh, they messed up a lot of things. When your when your movie is second best to the last action hero, you did something wrong. Oh, no, the last action hero is great. Get yeah. off this. Get off this. Thoroughly enjoyable movie. The whole the whole scene I used in one of my videos a couple weeks ago was just so great. Where he's the man, he goes up and he's he shoots the guy and he's like, I just shot somebody and I oh, did yeah. it on purpose. Tywin yeah. Lannister. Tywin yeah. Lannister. I, I had no idea that was him. Well, no, I knew right away. I was like, is that Tywin Lannister? He looks so much younger. Yeah. I he was like he was like too era. smart to be a good horror villain. Or a good, uh, uh, good villain in a movie. I mean, obviously he's he's a good villain, but it was just like like this man's too intelligent to be having a conversation with anyone. Like he just comes off as unbelievably smart. Right. All right. So that was a two point four. So you give it a two point one. Two point one, which is way lower than I thought you were going to go by starting yeah. off this this uh, just, review by saying I liked the movie from beginning to end and then raving about it <laughs> as a, as a comedy. It was it was a decent comedy, but now it's, it's a two point one for me. Uh, that. That was a curveball. I wasn't so you actually came in lower than I was going to come in. I thought I was the I thought I was the bad guy in this one, but yeah, I was going to go two five on this one because there were some things that I liked about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, two four, two point five is a bad rating. So I mean, but you know, it's not on the floor. I think, 
it's the middle. It's it's mediocre. It's like it's you like fifty percent. It's an F. It's like it's a bad. It's rate. in the middle. It's literally in the middle. It's like so was an F. Well, Rob doesn't understand how percentages work. Apparently, if you're if I'm giving something a two out two and a half stars out of five, that's an F. That's I understand like for grades, that's what it is. But like, if you're like, this is the greatest movie I ever saw. This is the worst movie I ever saw. Right when you go to the middle, it's meh. It's like eh. yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, right. Like if you, I going- always I always thought fifty percent for an F was pretty unfair for me getting half the answers right on my math test. So I agree with you, Rob. Um. I'm going to go 3.5 because I do think it has some problems. We've addressed all of them. But again, I think there is a really good movie with a really good idea in here. And I just, I, I watch it and I want it to be better and I know how to fix it. And I didn't, I wish they gave the director what the leeway to do what he wanted to do with it. I wish they did, but if we're analyzing the final product, that's why I give it a low score. Was it fun? Yes. Did I enjoy it? Sure. But was it a good movie? No. It really wasn't. It could have been, but we're not rating what it could have been. We're rating what it is, and what it is is a poorly done movie that could have been great. 2.1. I don't don't think it was overly poorly done, though. That's why it's a 3.5. It gives it plenty of room for improvement. Is is not the way to put it, because a lot of it was done, like a lot of the, the like the acting was good. The cinematography was good. The cinematography yeah. was actually really good. We didn't yeah. talk about that. The camera yeah. work was great. Uh, like this movie was shot really well, but wasn't, it just wasn't executed. There was too much going on. They're trying to be too many different things and not, ex- you know, Jack of all trades, master of none. They're trying to do too many of too many things at once and not doing any of them well enough. In my yeah, opinion, you're right about that. Yeah. So that's, so I think they're at a 3.5 gives them, that enough room to improve it and without saying that it was complete dog shit because I don't think it was complete dog shit. I don't either. It was an enjoyable experience, but I stick by my 2.1. Fair enough. This is not what it could have been. It is what it is. All right. So we are running a little long on this, but we want to thank everybody for joining us to cover the descent and the final girls. And we need to give two more movies. And we do. we do. Do we want to do Sinister like we were talking about before? Yeah, that's a good call. Sinister and we should stick um, with if we're going to do Sinister, we should do like Sinister 2. Like we should just do a Sinister dude, series. Please. All right. I, I mean, this is your I'm just that's I'm not just, a bad call. I think it's the right the right call. It's the the that's a big juxtaposition is all I'm going to say. Hmm. All I'm saying is, is if I were to turn it, tune into a horror movie review and I was like, ooh, they're covering All right, Sinister probably 1, I would want to see them yeah, cover Sinister 2 as well. All right, like same thing. All right. Plus, you can compare it to the first one without actually doing a review on the second one, then we wouldn't be able to. Anyways, uh, so it has been decided. So we'll do Sinister 1 and Sinister 2? Yeah, yeah, we'll do Sinister 1 and Sinister 2. And if you are a Patreon member, right when this ends, we are going to post a bonus 5-10 minute review on the descent too, because it's actually just going to con- be a continuation. It's going to flow right in. If oh, you're not on Patreon. Right it's going to end in like ten seconds. All right, but if you're well, on Patreon, it won't. You get the bonus content. That's right. To those of you that aren't on Patreon, we bid you adieu. Yes, unless you want to come over and join us on Patreon. Yes, if not, then we'll see you on Tuesday for a brand new episode of Hometown Ghost Stories. We'll see you then.